Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, October 23rd, five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Representative Ilan Omar, she broke down in a fit of rage on Friday. It was aimed at President Biden, also her own party, Democratic leadership, over their support for Israel amid the war with Hamas. Yeah, if you let these people talk long enough, they'll tell you exactly who they are. And in this case, as we have been telling you now for uh, multiple weeks, there is a big faction of the Democrat Party who believes that Israel is the bad guy in all this. They believe Israel are the terrorists. They believe Hamas and the Palestinians are the victims, that they are the good people. Uh, And while they probably won't straight up say it, they believe that Israel got exactly what it deserved with this terror attack by Hamas. And I'm not talking about fringe people in, you know, on the one side of a party. I'm talking about the base of the Democrat Party and people in elected office who are very influential in terms of the base of the Democrat Party. And I'm primarily talking about the squad people, Mm -hmm. of which Ilhan Omar is one of those people. Okay, so she is calling for a ceasefire. But here's the question. How can Israel have a ceasefire with terrorists whose entire mission is to wipe out their existence? Yeah, I mean, Craig, who was filling in for Tony today, was talking about this driving in, and he's absolutely right. There, There is no... paraphrasing and simplifying a long segment that he did but you 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 can't the support of israel is we support you doing whatever you feel necessary in order to stop this stuff from happening again ceasefire is rewarding hamas Mm -hmm. it's rewarding them for terrorism there was no justification for what they did or why they did it and unless you believe as people like Ilhan Omar do, that the Israelis are the bad guys in this, that the Hamas and the Palestinians are the victims. And then, and then in this case, yeah, you're all for a ceasefire because you scored a major victory over the Israelis. Okay, so she's been saying that she's receiving death threats over voicemail. She's fearing for her family's safety. But this is a woman who hates this country. Oh, absolutely. She hates America so much. Oh, no doubt. Why does she live here? Because of what it has to offer. And this is so it's it's interesting because this conversation is playing out in states all over the all over the country. And I was talking recently with somebody who spent some time in Arizona or lived in, in Arizona. And one of the things that they were talking about was how much Arizona had changed recently because of people from California moving into Arizona Mm -hmm. who brought the politics with them that they supposedly, you know, hated. Turning Arizona purple. Right. Same thing has happened in Indiana. This is why I'm totally against this leap district and all this other stuff. All of these jobs and and commercial infrastructure or growth don't result in lower taxes for us. It's not like the Republicans are saying, oh, my gosh, there's all this extra revenue. Let's use it to cut taxes. Great. No, they're just growing government, and the people who are coming here are not only altering the landscape of central Indiana with all the fields that are now becoming high-density housing developments, but they're bringing their politics 
with them Mm -hmm. and they're changing life for us. That's why I'm not in favor of these things like this LEAP district in in Boone County because it's not being used to make taxes lower and life better for us. It's changing the landscape and lifestyle for Indiana. Same thing with someone like Ilhan Omar. They don't come here and go, oh my gosh, I'm so fortunate to be here. I have fled this, this, this place of tyranny and awfulness and let me adapt into this culture that I claimed to you know that i sought to be a part of they come here and go oh no 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 you're still the problem you need to be like me yeah so she came here in what i believe 1995 uh got her education here went to university here got a degree here and then when she gets into office wants to change everything that she was given. And this is the same argument with all these people coming across the border illegally is they don't want to assimilate into American culture. That's why it's important to have an immigration system where you know who's coming in, where part of that accountability should be, what are your views of this country? What do you want to do while you're here? What sort of job do you want to obtain? How are you going to assimilate into the culture that you are coming and asking to be a part of? Uh, Listen to this, this audio. So she had some sort of press conference and she totally lost it over her fellow Democrats standing behind Israel and condemning Hamas. I want to say how insane and painful and scary it is to work and serve in a space where we have a a member in our caucus say all Muslims are responsible for this and not a single condemnation comes from our caucus leadership or any member of Congress. How is it, how is it that we are serving in a body, serving in a body where there are members who condemn us for asking for peace, for ceasefire, the most simplest thing. I don't know, Casey, if you don't live a great life, I don't know exactly what it sounds like when Lucifer greets you at the gates of hell but i picture his voice sounding just like that <laughs> a little screechy so a lot of people are a little screechy a little screechy uh, a lot of people are calling for her and rashida Tlaib to be expelled from congress it, it, it is it is unbelievable yeah of course you want to ceasefire yeah there's 1400 or whatever it is the number is now israelis that are dead yeah of course you want to ceasefire now it's not that they want to see start. They want Hamas to win. They want Palestine to win. They want Israel to lose. They want Israel wiped off the face of the map. Their voting record, their public statements, it all backs up that. And then, you know, God, that voice, Casey. <laughs> so she's exactly what you'd expect her to be, though. And the question is, did she hide this from the people in Minnesota who voted her in? And now it's just no, coming out. Minnesota's a, a far left radical state. I mean, big big portions of Minnesota are far far left radical state. No, no, no. I mean, this is the same state that sent Keith Ellison to Congress a whole bunch and made Keith Ellison the attorney general. This is the heart of the whole George Floyd stuff. I mean, this is Oh, no, 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 no. They know exactly what she is, and they're just fine with it. Okay, so she's freaking out again this time when she's asked why Israel doesn't have the right to defend itself. How many more killings is enough for you? Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? Three thousand? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they died? Do you, you will you be fine if all of the people of Gaza were gone? Would that make you happy? Would that be the thing that makes you proud? 
And maybe that's the question you should ask Richie. Is he okay? How many more Palestinian lives is he comfortable with? Because I am not comfortable with any more. I don't care if she looked like Kate Hudson or Paige Spiernak or whoever. There is not a, an assembly well enough in this world to have to come home and deal with that every single day, Casey. No well, way. Well, what was it? She used campaign finance viola- or campaign money to file for divorce to pay for her lawyer? I don't care if she was Mother Teresa with that voice, Casey. <laughs> I, again, I don't, you know, if what's a, the what, Radikowski or whoever your favorite well-assembled uh, female model figure is, it doesn't matter what the appearance would be. And certainly she does not rise to that level. Oh, can you imagine having to come home to that every single day? Even uh, the White House, though, is saying that they're wrong and they don't agree with them. Karine Jean-Pierre said that the condemnation belongs squarely with terrorists and not what Omar and Tlaib are saying. Isn't this fascinating to see the, the, you know, fracture that's going on here in the Democrat Party because the base is totally with her. The mainstream, you know, the, the kind of hardcore Democrat uh, activist is totally with her and the Biden administration is at least publicly now their actions don't back it up and obviously their actions caused a bunch of this to happen are just kind of giving them a giant middle finger and um, all right Casey let, let's them a, out there on their own speaking of Democrats who are lunatics mm-hmm have you heard this uh, audio that got leaked out from Sheila, oh my God. Sheila Jackson Lee? Wow, you want to talk about someone who's very angry. This audio is so bad the way she's treating this this staffer. Even Todd Rokita's like, whoa, you've gone a little overboard there with your treatment <laughs> of the people who work for you. Slow it down. Well, hopefully Kevin is very good at editing and bleeping because, boy, it is super powered bleeped. And it's coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Rob, you know what? Yes, Casey. I'm on a heater right now. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, we're going to get to that coming up. But first, let's talk about what Joe Rogan had to say. About 3% of the U.S. population, which is about 10 million people, have gotten the updated COVID-19 vaccine since it was approved in mid-September. And uh, now he's blasting them trying to give the COVID shot to kids. Well, it's simply, okay, let's start with this. It simply didn't do what the politicians and you know these people in the media who are shaming people promised it's not a vaccine it's absolutely 100% not a vaccine doesn't keep you from getting covid doesn't keep you from spreading covid it is not it is not a a, a vaccine and um despite that 
people are still, I mean, to this day, you still see companies saying, oh, we're going to require you to whatever, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't work. It, it may have some moderate amount of benefit for people of a certain age group or certain health uh, uh, risks, but by and large, it, it, it is not done as promised. And the fact that people lost their jobs, were publicly shamed, they tried to embarrass people. I mean, it, that, that behavior was just that behavior was just gross. Like I, I think about what I had to go through to keep my job here under a previous company for something that doesn't do anything in terms of the reasons you were basically, I mean, I, you know, I look, you're not going to shame me or you're not going to, you know, <laughs> belittle me or you're not going to embarrass me or whatever into doing something. But you know, it's like around here, uh, if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Okay, fine. You know, and have the tattletale police tell on me if I don't have my mask on, if I'm walking to the restroom and back, even though, as you know, Casey, there's like three people mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. And that really, it really narrows down the pool of people who ratted on you to the seventh floor, Casey. <laughs> I would gather. Uh, but, the, but the point of all this is it's like the behavior of the government and corporate America in many cases over something that just simply did not work and is now coming out, work as advertised, and is now coming out, has potentially really harm mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yep. I mean, we're seeing all these studies out now that are coming out, and then there's like warnings on these things now. Gross. So do you remember over the summer when there was the debt ceiling negotiations? Oh, I remember, Casey, yes. The big budget negotiations between the White House and Republicans in Congress. Well, the Department of Health and Human Services, part of that negotiation was that the Department of Health and Human Services lost out on $150 million. And that $150 million was allocated to, quote, public education campaign (laughs) to put ads on TVs, websites, radio stations, and newspapers, also outdoor billboards, bus stops, everywhere, because they wanted to increase awareness of the need for the vaccine. Now, that got cut... So you can only imagine now that they're saying only 3% of the population has been vaccinated with the latest version. The The Department of Health and Human Services, any minute now, is going to come out and say, well, it's because people don't know. We couldn't advertise it. Look what you're doing. When you cut off our money, you're putting people at risk. Wasn't it interesting, too? Remember, there was all this talk about two or three months ago about, oh, my gosh, the shutdowns are coming again mm-hmm. because the people co- are masking and and, and, and I, th- I think what happened was bot and i and i'm being very serious when i say this i am telling you right now um i think biden's poll numbers being so bad they said we simply cannot do this right i think they said he is in such bad shape on his own they gotta slow that roll that i mean we mm-hmm. cannot run the risk of going through this um because i don't i think they thought a lot of these states aren't gonna play ball again anyway this time so what's the point but anyway yeah joe rogan um specifically was talking about giving the covid shot to kids and he he makes some great points Last year, only 17% of Americans got the fall COVID booster. So far this year, it's under 3% per Bloomberg. Well, I guess if you're like an old person, you would be real tempted to get that. And maybe it would mm-hmm. help you if you're really old and you have a weak immune system, it might give you a boost. But to give it to kids, like to give it to eight-year-olds, there's a f- 
and no reason for that. They know there's no reason for that. There's right. no data that shows there's a good reason for that. And that was one of the first things we knew it didn't is that it didn't kill. That's what's the people. scariest things they're they're willing to do it to kids. That, mm. That's scary. That's oh yeah, scary. Well. because there's a massive amount of profit in it. No one wants to think that they think like that, but they do. Military industrial complex, mm-hmm. the medical industrial complex, for lack of a better term, it, it's the same thing, right? Look at how much money these drug companies made off of this this shot. And you can't point to us really. I mean, there's not one person you could talk to and say, well, hey, because of all the lockdowns, because of all the shutdowns, you're alive today. You can point to people who died because of it, because of dr- drug overdoses, loneliness, su- you know, suicide, etc. But... Uh, Look, the problem is history doesn't get written honestly anymore. So I'm not banking on an honest assessment of what took place in 2020. But if you were to have an honest assessment of what took place in 2020, 2020 is the best example possible of why you should never trust the government. You should never put the government in charge of your life. You should never believe government has the best interest of you and your family because none of that, none of that took place in 2020. Well, had they mandated this latest booster for kids going in school, it could have been the total collapse of public education because parents simply would have refused to participate this time. and. They weren't going to have any of that. Well, yeah. I mean, you, we, we got to have the education. You just hit a great, you know, obviously I'm talking about things like masking and shutdowns mm-hmm. and et cetera. But yeah, you're right. I mean, one of the worst things about this, and we've seen the data here in in Indiana schools about how they still haven't recovered. And I love the thing now. It's like attendance is really terrible at schools. Well, you guys came out and said 2020 doesn't matter whether you come to school or not. You guys did it because the schools all bought in on this stuff for the most part. All the schools, the government agency, the health department, you told parents it doesn't matter you told kids it doesn't matter if you go to school so you can't now go well this is just terrible that the kids aren't coming to school anymore it is 10 27 it's kendall and kc on 93 wibc and coming up we've got some voicemails and we're going to hear from you from 93 wibc it's time to hear from you kendall and kc present voicemails Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. The phone number if you'd like to participate, 317-684-8444 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1033. Coming up later tonight on Wish TV... It's the first live televised debate for the mayoral race in quite a long time. Casey, question. Yeah? Have you ever witnessed someone light $13.5 million on fire? (laughs) No. I wouldn't run over to them and say, stop, what are you doing? Well, that's what you should be doing right now with Jefferson Shree, because that's what he's done, because he's listened to these idiots Mm -hmm. who are these Marion County, good time, fun gang, establishment, squish squad. And according to these campaign finance reports, as Mm -hmm. on Fox 59, amongst others, had articles, he spent $13.5 million of his own money on this race. Yeah, a record $21 million was raised. The most expensive raise ever think about what horrific ads he's run and the campaign he's run casey can you imagine if someone said rob kendall here is 13 and a half million dollars for you to run whatever public office Mm -hmm. mayor governor 
can you imagine the fun we would have with $13.5 million? And instead, you have Jefferson Shreve running ads about condemning law-abiding gun owners, and now he's going after the animal the animal shelter, right? I mean, it's just what a total, total missed opportunity in terms of be, he had the resources, right? Mm-hmm. He had the resources mm-hmm. to be able to win this race, and he blew it, and nobody takes him seriously. I think we could have done better with just our iPhones. Uh, sure. Out on the street, you know? I mean, well, you, no, absolutely. What what the money does, though, is it buys you, hey, I can run these ads on WIBC. I can run ads on ne- on network television. I mean, you can't, you know, we have Wish TV on because they're our news gathering partner here. You can't go a commercial break, it seems like, without seeing one of his ads. You hear the ads all the time on on our station. And it's like, my gosh, you had such an opportunity to really tap into anger and frustration in this city. And you had the resources to present yourself, your vision to be a problem solver and win this race. And you just because he listened to the the big guy and the rest of the the rest of the good time fun gang they he's just i mean it's he's not going to win and it's not going to be close you're right he did have the resources last year he sold his storage company for 590 million dollars jefferson shreve did so he's he's bankrolling his his campaign okay so and full disclosure here because you know we're honest with our audience i knew he was done remember when he came in Mm -hmm. with the wendy's yeah the wendy's bag yeah and they they asked. Look, they asked. So, and Casey was here. She saw, heard and saw the conversation. They asked, "How do you think you're do- we're doing? What do you think we need to do? What should we do?" And I said, "The number one thing you need to do is hold Hogsett accountable on where he was during the riots, because you know as well as I do where he was during the riots. Everybody knows where he was during the riots, and he don't want to answer it. And the more you can make the conversation about Joe Hawksett's MIA, going MIA during the riots, and his inability to lead during the riots, the more you make the conversation about crime and what's taking place in the city, and it's a slam dunk. The the Joe Hawksett going missing in action during the riots is the key to everything, because he don't want to answer that question. And the answer we got, it wasn't him. We were talking to his people. It was like, yeah, you know, we've kind of suggested that. And it's like, I knew right there. He didn't want to be he, tough about it. He Jefferson Shreve is not a tough guy. And he does not, he clearly does not like conflict. I mean, these he's finally running into a mailer asking. And it's like, if you were going to ask the question. Why'd you wait so long? Why didn't you start with that? Yeah. So he's put in, what is it, 13.5 or 14.5? 13, he's, he's raised 14 and a half. He's put in 13 and a half of it as his own money. So he's raised a million dollars. Okay. And Hogsett has raised 6.1 million so far this year, which is a record setting him out for an incumbent. So a lot of money going into this race. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing, because you were telling me you were going through the actual financial records. Mm-hmm. According to the article you were reading. Yeah. Like, Jim Ursay gave Joe Hawksett money. He gave him a $25,000 check last month. So you've got people like Jim Ursay Mm -hmm. who are basically saying, I'm all in on the downtown getting destroyed. Just another reason to dislike Jim Ursay. Just another reason to dislike this trust fund baby who never did a damn thing to earn what he has. He inherited it from his daddy and has spent his life enriching himself, sucking off the taxpayers of this state. That guy's giving our, it's our money, Casey. Mm-hmm. That's our money. That he's giving to, to Joe Hogsett. Oh yeah. Rob, you got to calm down about this stuff with the Colts and the public financing. He's giving our money 
To Joe Hogshead. To Joe Hogshead. To keep on keeping on. And didn't you say the Simons are in on this too? Yeah. Uh, the Indiana Pacers owner and his relatives donated, are you ready for this? Yeah. $300,000 to Joe Hogshead. And again, you are paying to enrich the Simon family because public money is used for these mass renovations of Gamebridge Fieldhouse. This is why... I am the way I am about poor and middle class people having their taxes raised to give millionaires and billionaires, in this case, free stadiums. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no reason for this because look at what does Jim Mercy do with it. He goes out and buys expensive music memorabilia and gives money to Joe Hogsett. He apparently likes the way things are going in the city. This city is... Likes it for him. And and so when you couple that with you've got the Indy Chamber endorsing Hogsett, this is why people should get the hell out of this city. If you actually care about safety, security, the long-term future of your business, you should get the hell out of this city because the business people, the people with the pull and the gravitas, because they think he's going to win, which he probably is because Jefferson Shreve sucks as a candidate, instead of doing the right thing, which is... This guy has been horrible for this city, and it's not even going to look the same in four years if this guy gets four more years. We all got to team up and get this guy out. Well, we think he's going to win, so here's $25,000. Here's the Indy Chamber endorsement. Here's $300,000. So Republican uh, candidates traditionally get about 37% of the general vote. So it was going to be an uphill battle for Shreve to begin with. It is, but it was doable, Casey. Right. And, And this is what makes me mad because politics is about picking off little especially if you come in as an underdog is about picking off little pieces at the time you you figure out what your portion of the pie is and then you figure out how do i get to the 50 percent plus one and there were enough people in this city who are fed up with what's going on and there are enough issues by which to appeal to a large enough swath of people he had the ability to do that but you have to be able to inspire people casey you have to make people believe in you and jefferson shreve is not an inspiring guy and he's he doesn't have the personality that you look at him and go i'd storm the bastille for this guy and he chose to use his vast fortune uh, going after people who are not a part of the problem. Okay, so that first one-hour televised debate is going to be tonight. It's the first one in nearly 20 years. Do you think they will ask the hard question? So it's on Wish TV, mm-hmm. and I would hope, because Phil Sanchez, in addition to being the best-looking man in Indianapolis media, mm-hmm. is a very good journalist, and I'm sure Phil as, and I think he's going to be on with Hammer later today, because I, I talked to Phil yesterday, uh, I I am hopeful that as a journalist, he will ask the question that mi- that millions of people in central Indiana want to, to know about, which is, where was Joe Hogsett during the... It's a very simple question. Mm-hmm. Joe Hogsett, there, I'll do it right now. Are, you, are, you, are we ready? Yeah. I'll be the... I'll, you can st- Phil, you can steal this verbatim tonight if you want. Just press play. No credit necessary. Casey, you can be Joe Hogsett, so I'll look at you. I don't expect you to answer this question because we know where you were during the riots. Mr. Mayor, there have been people who have called into question where you were during the riots. Thus far, despite multiple public records requests, your office has yet to produce any text messages, emails, or phone calls that can verify where you were during the first night of riots in 2020. Would you like to now, on our television broadcast, clarify to the people of the city of Indianapolis and central Indiana where you were during the riots and what sort of proof are you willing to offer 
to provide verification of your statement here tonight, Mr. Mayor. How easy was that? That was pretty good. And that wasn't biased. Yeah. That wasn't mean-spirited. Yeah. That wasn't radical right-wing. Fact-based. Absolutely. He he. We know he's not using city email because our buddy Robert Evans has tried and tried and tried and tried. So we know he's not using city email or, or, or uh, things that can be tracked for correspondence. So he's. He, this is how he's been able to avoid definitive proof of where he was during the riots but we know he wasn't here okay you can email your questions for the debate to ask the candidates at wishtv.com that's ask the candidates at wishtv.com you should just type out what you just said and enter it <laughs> but we were supposed to get to voicemails in this segment and the reason we started off talking about this mayor's race is because we did get a f- couple phone calls people wanted to express their oh, opinions on what's going quick. on let's do it you want to do yeah, one right yeah, now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this first phone call. Somebody sharing their thoughts on Jefferson Shreve. Hey, good morning, guys. Love your show. Even Rob. <laughs> um, Big Murph here. And just want to share my thoughts on Jefferson Shreve. Well, I can't stand his gun policy and was going to not vote at all for mayor. I've decided I have to hold my nose and vote for him simply because the next time a police officer is involved in a shooting and is cleared by all concerned, but the mayor is bombarded by a vocal small group in the community, I'm hoping Shreve won't demand the police officer's head on a platter like our current mayor does. And there's a few other subjects I think he would do a better job on. So unfortunately, it's one of those where I'm going to have to hold my nose and vote for a guy I only think is about 60% worth voting for. Isn't that what you want out of your candidate? Someone that I have to hold my nose and vote for. And let me tell I'm so glad we played this call before we went to a break, because that right there is why the Republican Party in the state behaves the way that they do. I know who's running Shreve's campaign. The people who are running Shreve's campaign are the people that our listeners profess every single day to despise because they're the the power structure of the Indiana Republican Party. And you have just given them, again, a blank check to say whatever you do, whatever crap candidate or crap policy, and this is why they're banking on some guy like Brad Chambers winning this governor's race, and they bank on this guy right here that it doesn't matter what crap sandwich we serve you. You'll begrudgingly vote for him anyway. Absolutely. You, that guy right there, just proved them correct. And let me tell you, and I have seen this firsthand. I've seen it in person. I've seen it, obviously, for all these years as a broadcaster. They hate you. They laugh at you. They despise you. And they are laughing. They are. There are people right now who heard that phone call who are laughing their ass off at you, buddy, because you just gave it to them again. It is 1045. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Continuing on with some voicemails at 317-684-8444. We got another phone call. Somebody wanted to comment about the mayor's race in Indy. I watched the 13th News this morning, and the reporter asked him a question of Joe Hogsett and said, what do we need to do to end violence? And his remark was, get rid of guns. Everybody has a gun. Is that the answer? And is this why we want Hogshead in for four more years? That'd help us. Find something else interesting about campaign, too. On the mayority campaign, they're going after Jefferson Shreve with the terrible pictures of him at the Trump rally and telling the whole world that we're going to have Trump bill if he gets elected. On the other hand, Jim Banks, the Republican, is extolling the virtues of being endorsed by Trump, right down to Trump making a statement and putting uh, graphics at the very end of the spot on the tag saying endorsed by Trump. Okay, when is Trump the boogeyman? When he's influencing a potential mayor of Indianapolis or when he's Jim Banks' friend? Good question. They're using that guy both ways. Yeah, but the, the okay, so let's start with the answer. Jefferson Tree believes the same thing Joe Hawkset does on guns. Right. I mean, their public safety plan is literally uh, the same thing. It's Tom, like copy-paste. And Tom's a great guy. And Todd, Southside Tom, he's been a long-time listener. He's listened to WIBC for years and years and years. Great guy. But there's no difference. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, what a stupid answer, and, and then not mention that Jefferson Shreve has the exact same opinion on guns that Joe Hogsett does. You can't say that Joe Hogsett's a moron without saying Jefferson Shreve's a moron. So Hogsett's promised accountability and transparency, and Shreve has blamed the police shortage on Hogsett's leadership. But it's it Look, it's not just about throwing more officers on the street. It's game plan. And they, none of these guys have a game plan that actually works. The game plan, I mean, you could put 500 more officers on the street and you're not going to just stop violence in the city. A big part of it is the criminals believe, and rightfully so, you got a great chance of, one, never getting arrested. And two, if you do get arrested, you got a great chance of getting out. I mean, hell, we're letting people out on the street, the wrong people out on the street who are, <laughs> I mean, it, it it's a, it, a part of it is a societal thing. You've got to empower people like Charles Harrison and the 10-point coalition. You can't – it's not just – man, it's just a cop. It's not. It's not just, well, we don't have this level of detection. It, it's not. It's a whole It's a whole mindset. It's a whole mindset that these criminals believe right now that if I commit an act of violence, I'm not going to get caught. Right. Period. And if I get caught, there's a better than not chance I'm not going to be held accountable for it. It's all part of the whole equation. All right, what's next? Okay, we uh, do you remember last week we were talking about Travis Kelsey, who came out and said that he was a leash kid yeah. when he was little. We yeah. had a conversation about that. Well, uh, somebody called in and said that they had a leash kid. The leash is for the same reason that you have a leash on your dog, that the dog will run off and some kids will just run off. 
no matter what you try to do, my first kid, you could tell her to stay right next to you, and she would stay next to you. She would never go within, she wouldn't go more than five feet. The second kid, oh my gosh, he would be gone, gone, gone. And not only did I leash him if I let him walk around, which I didn't much, because he was so hard to control, he would be driving me everywhere, dragging me everywhere, but I bought a five-point harness for a stroller with a five-point harness, and I had to zip-tie it shut because he could release it. He was so damn smart. He could release it and escape. Don't go shaming us until you've had one. Um, apparently the leash thing is very prevalent and I've just never noticed it. Maybe I was just walking through life with blinders on. Yeah. You know, like you're the, noticing it now, you know, in the, all the time in, now in, in the you? movie where the guy's walking down the street and everything's going on around him and, you know, like some sort of Nielsen song, everybody's talking at me mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Uh, every parent has to parent their own way. I'm just saying someone like Travis Kelsey is not there because he had some medical affliction or something. He's a moron. And that's, you know, I mean, it's like you look at him and he's a perfectly, I mean, you know, he's not suffering from any sort of affliction or whatever. He's an idiot. And so that was the commentary on that. But look, you parent your kid every, you know me, Casey, I have all, you are, you own that child until they turn 18. Mm-hmm. So if it's 16, you want to put a leash on them. By all means, go for it. Hey, did you watch the game last night? Which one? The Kansas. Oh, Kansas City Chiefs. I did. Here's my new thing. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, locally, they only give you one game for the afternoon game. And I knew mm-hmm. it was going to be the Chiefs game. And so I was going to be subjected to that just insufferable Taylor Swift mm-hmm. the whole game. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, look, I'm going to uh, either way, I'm going to come out a winner. I will do this often, Casey. I will bet against the Bears. So either I win money or the Bears win. Either way, I'm happy. Sure. So I've started, I have to bet for the Chiefs now because I'm going to be subjected to this sea hag. Then at least I'm going to win a few bucks out of it. You're talking about Taylor Swift. Yes. And so I... That sea hag is Taylor Swift. Did yes. you see where her and Brittany Mahomes, they had their little handshake? Oh, I, oh the whole time, Casey. I saw it the whole time. I saw more of that than I did the game. So I took that and I made a gif out oh. of it. And it's just those two repeated over and over again. Why would I you think, do that? I think maybe because what, what would, would that symbolize for you? Is that the symbol of cringe? The third ring of hell? That's what it <laughs> symbolizes for me. So if you ever need to you have a gift that symbolizes the third ring of hell, yeah. use that. I'll go. Oh. Go ahead and put that up on my Twitter page in just a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay, we got another phone call. You were talking. We were talking about the Army's uh, position in helping along with humanitarian aid. Yes. Okay. Let's be very clear about what I said because right. I know I'm going to lose it here, Casey. What I said is the U.S. Army is trained, or at least they were when they were the most at their most efficient, mm-hmm. to be a killing machine. They are trained to seek, kill, destroy the enemy, get out. Mm-hmm. They're not. They are not designed, nor are militaries designed... To be kumbaya. To be nation builders, Mm -hmm. which is why it almost always fails every time we ask the U.S. Army to do that. They are not failures. That is not what an army actually is, nor is it what they are designed to do. Okay, did I make myself clear? Yep. Thank you. Now somebody is calling and agreeing with you on that. Hey, Rob. As much as it pains me to say so, you're absolutely right about our army not being very good at anything other than destroying stuff. As a veteran of four tours, uh, which, by the way, I can tell you that in the Army, engineers aren't known for being the smart kind of engineer, (laughs) more the poke it with a stick, see if it blows up engineer. Uh, But we are only good at destroying things in the Army. There is, in the reserves, uh, civil affairs, 
division, which they do the, you know, community outreach, building schools and whatever. But even they have a branch or a, a separate, it's called direct action unit inside of every civil affairs unit that just goes around and breaks stuff. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad that guy who was in the army agreed with me because remember that dude yesterday or Friday was just anyway. Yeah. Do, do we have another phone call? Time to get to one more. We've got uh, two. Hopefully we can get to both of these. Uh, you were talking about classic TV commercials yes. around central Indiana. That's correct. And we've got a couple classic TV spots. Um, I remember Stanley Kahn and those commercials. And I believe he was an attorney. And memory wise, takes me back to. The commercial was always like, sometimes a name says it all. <laughs> and I know his name was spelled K-A-H-N, yeah. but, you know, you're thinking Con, C-O-N, <laughs> especially being an attorney. Mm-hmm. It always made me laugh because I was like, you know, sometimes a name says it all. I'll never <laughs> use you as an attorney. <laughs> spelled differently, though, right? <laughs> uh, spelled differently, but yes, that was his slogan, a name says it all. It is 1057. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.